When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oi, 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 it's three points in the gaff, you know the script. It's me, Pundit J, United fan Motty, and I'm here with City fan Mike, so we've got a few things to discuss, haven't we? Do you know what I mean? Champions League, FA Cup, Premier League, England and all of that malarkey, do you know what I mean? But listen, I've got a bit of a husky voice, but so what? I'm still here living life in the gaff with you lot, do you know what I mean? So check it, lower the rhythms and let's have a chat, because you know what? Firstly, let's skip back a few days, because Mike's the City fan. Hey, Liverpool are on to you, you know. Talk to me, bro, because I watched this against Palace, nil-nil, and Liverpool won their game against Arsenal. Good win for them. What's going on, bro? Are you, are you feeling the heat or what? What's that, what's that, Pundit? Yeah, yeah. M56, M6, M1. Sorry, lads, just starting out the next trick to Wembley, you know, as you can. <laughs> it's just, just reminded yeah, the same, same route as same route as, our, same route as last year. Sorry, what was that, Pundit? The, 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 oh, the, yeah. the, the, the trip to where? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Hey. Do you know what? Just on that, G, Mutti. There's, there's a toll on the M6. There's a toll on the M6 now. There's a toll, was, the, was the toll on the M6 the last time you guys went down there? <laughs> I, I don't know. But, yeah, just just, just starting that out. Um, but, yeah. um, it's, it, it's, it's a dive anyway, Wembley. I hate it. I'm glad we're not, I'm glad we're not going... <laughs> Alright, just to make you guys feel better. Yep, Liverpool are well I don't know if you do feel better to be honest with you. Liverpool are right on our toes. But like I've always maintained, it's never it's never been over. Like you say, we've had a couple of draws on your feet and look right back in it and it was always gonna be um down to the wire. Frustrating against Palace for me. We didn't play bad, but we didn't play well. And to be fair, I felt like it was similar the game to um not similar, but even in the Champions League and that game where we didn't look like actually, you know, there should be a bag full of goals for us here. Um, so, yeah, that was disappointing. But I'm glad we just didn't lose. So, I think losing football matches at this stage of the year is kind of... It just cripples your soul. Um, yeah. mm. Frustrating game down at the Palace. But they were tough. Again, I said it on here, they were a bit of a bogey side for us. And, uh, yeah, they, uh, they held yeah. out. No, nah, here you are. No, no. Obviously, Liverpool are gaining that, um, what's the word, momentum in it. Do you know what I mean? So... That match coming up in April, that's a massive match, bro. Big football match, that, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, but moving on, in it? Like, obviously, City drew against Palace, but FA Cup, it's business end of the seat. I love this time of year, you know, I swear down. Spring, there's leaves on the trees and all that. Do you get me? It is what it is. This is where the trophies get handed out. And City, Southampton, Mike, I'll be honest with you, City looked sloppy to me, bro. They were poor in all departments, you get me? At halftime, I thought, do you know what? Southampton kind of deserve deserve to be leveled, you know what I'm saying? And then obviously, after that, City just took the game away from him as they can do when the, when the real G's came on. You get me folded and Mares and them man. How 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 did you find that match? Yeah, it was it was an interesting one. I, I just felt Southampton just looked well up for it. They just seemed to have that extra step to just 
just 50 50 duels in the middle of the party were coming out winning things them little ones where the balls just clipped into the channel and they just seemed to be running harder and everything in, in spurts and that uh, and played some good stuff actually they were knocking it around and got in a few times where I thought okay this isn't going to be a procession this so it, it was a tough game like you said it weren't vintage City by any means in that especially in that first half um, mm. and, and they started that second half but as you see once once the once the cavalry arrived it, it was all um, we took it away from it it was like, see, like that, that front three that ended the game is a front three that I've been telling you about uh, for quite a bit <laughs> on it. you need to start yeah. I see yeah. hey listen so who, who was doing your heading out, out, out there today who did what? Sorry, who who was doing your heading? Doing my heading? Um, he was doing my heading. No one particularly. I also have book bears with a few. No one particularly was doing. Man, that's what I mean. That's why I, I, I'm not going to say we were were shocking all over the park. So I wasn't watching anyone thinking, "What the heck's he playing?" That kind of thing. I think I felt. I, I, I'll be honest. I was a little bit surprised with the man of the match. Kevin De Bruyne got man of the match. I was a little bit surprised about that. But then actually, when I reflected, I thought, I don't even actually know who I would have given man of the match to. But I just do remember quite a bit of play breaking down when the ball comes to him quite a bit. Um, and I think that frustrated me. But again, like I say on here many a time, and that he's liable to just pull one out of the, pull, out, pull one out of nowhere and stick it in the top corner and that. So, uh, so yeah. no, I, I didn't have anyone there, I thought. Yeah, and that, that was overly annoying me. I did think it was a time to change. Because I thought, I've done the old, take Jesus off. And he goes and wins yeah. the penalty. Well, win a penalty like 10 seconds later. Um, yeah. So I had one of them. And to be fair, like I said, but once Foden and Mares come on, uh, the confidence levels for me just went up a notch. The ball was being kept up there a lot better. As you said, in that first half, the final third, it was kind of sloppy up there and that. And it just felt a bit like things weren't clicking. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, gone through to cup game. It's getting business end of the season. I can't complain, really. Nah, I hear you. That Salasudo, he's a bit wild, him, you know. I see him do some rash tackles, and don't get me wrong, he's a decent player, but I think he's a bit wild, me. Do you know is what I mean? So, wait a minute. Is he the one that everyone was raving about when you drew with him? Or is that yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was a bit all over the gaff. One of him today, I watched a bit of it, and I was thinking, is that the yeah. same kid that everyone was like, he's having the game of his life when you, when they got the draw against City? And he seemed yeah. a, bit, a bit erratic. And the penalty yeah. was a bit, he didn't gave away the penalty, wasn't it? And it was a bit unnecessary. Like, yeah. Like I don't think he needed to do what he did. Do you know what I mean? Like he could have got away with like just leaving it because or just sort of shepherd him away. So yeah, it was it was one of them. And uh, <laughs> this this is just you know I hate about your sort of how you love the business end of the season. I'm, yeah. I'm not liking you've got no business. Season. We've got no business, right? We just got a whole blend. And what I'm looking at is I'm seeing it's gearing towards City, Liverpool, everything. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> City, Liverpool in the FA Cup semi final. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Then you've got yeah. it could be a City Liverpool Champions League final if the the draws fall their way. You think Jesus yeah. wept? Then you've got this City Liverpool for the league, obviously. And it's like yeah. I, it, I feel dirty wanting City to win for the league. I don't like City, obviously, but I dislike him far less than I hate Liverpool. Trust me. So nah, trust me. I'm like on I... Mike's post, I'm like secretly like you know. Happy when City are getting these wins. I'm like, nah, I can't be feeling like this. This isn't right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I hear that, you know, because you know, you know, as United fans, we, we can't stand Liverpool, in it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I think oh, the, only, the you... only one, the only one, sorry, is I mean, I can't make mind up with the Champions League. That's the only one where I don't know because it's like, 
if he even win it, if we if we even City win it, that's the one thing we've always had over him that's gone. And if yeah. Liverpool win it, it's horrible because they've won seven. So yeah, that's the one I'll have to sit that one out. I think. Yeah, no, nah, I hear that. Still, but my um, Mares again, left foot. Forster was stood still, mate. Bottom corner. What a season Mares is having, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's on fire in that. It's weird with Mares because he's. I think we've had talks about it a couple of times. He's been left out of the team. Um, in and out, and I've seen like a fair few times where you thought, all right, okay. But I've always been confident in our biggest schemes. He, 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 he will be the, the guy to turn to, but he does seem to rotate him quite a lot, even though he seems to be our main guy in that what we've got left in terms of attack. Um, but yeah, when he come on today, he looked tidy, even like the one just um, in injury time there where he stepped over it and just dragged it wide at the post and that. Um, you just there, he's thinking, yeah, he, he played well, Mares, when he come on. To be fair, I saw folded and his goal was absolutely fantastic as well. Um, the yeah. quality went up when them two come on. Yeah, man, that folding goal was six still. That was a firebomb into the corner, you know. See, folding, I thought, ah, you know what, good goal, that. You know what I mean? Very good goal. But listen, the draw was made, innit? Um, so, obviously, it's a little bit after watching the Liverpool Forest match, I was like, oh, I couldn't believe Forest missed that chance, you know. I, wanted, I couldn't believe it, man. I thought, oh, as he missed that, I thought oh, Liverpool are going to win this. And they went up ahead, they went up the other end, won it. You get me? But um, the draw's been made anyway. City versus Liverpool, Palace versus Chelsea. You know what? Big up Patrick Vieira, you know, because you know what? I'm so glad, you know, that he's doing well at Palace. You get me? He's got a young team there and they play some nice stuff as well. Do you know what I mean? He's got some talent there, isn't it? 100%. Yeah, I watched a bit of the, uh, the Palace Everton game and he has, he's, he's sort of, you can see the progression throughout the season. Early on in the season, they were they conceded a few last-minute equalisers and goals. And you could see that performance-wise, they were doing okay, but they weren't getting the results. And now they've started to get some of the results they deserve. And it's good to see... I mean, I'm not a massive Patrick Vieira fan. Obviously, you know, he was at Arsenal, a bit of rivalry there. And when he went to City, his bigger rivalry. But it is kind of good to see a, a young manager, especially like, like there's no, you know, there's not hardly any black managers in the league as well, to see him doing well and playing progressive football. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it was where I remember me and you having this conversation a little while ago, pundit, about the, the link with Donny van der Beek going there. And I think there was a case of, you know, will he, well, if he does go there, will he get in the team? And where did he end up with him? <laughs> he went to Everton, <laughs> didn't he? He went to Everton <laughs> and he's in like on course for a relegation. Right where are yeah. Well, I, I, the, oh, bro, they, they've, uh, they, they had a big win to be fair in the league against Newcastle. So they've given themselves a fighting chance, but they're up against it. And obviously, but you know what, though? Go on. Because I heard that um, the reason they were Everton or something, because his girl's pregnant, in it, So we didn't really want to move down south or oh, something like that. Okay, well, I think all bets are off then if there's like a family thing. I can, I can kind of... Yeah, something like that. But what are us used to, something though? Like, obviously, FA Cup, yeah. What do you, man, make of the FA Cup semi-finals being at Wembley? I, I, I don't know if I'm a big fan of it, you know? I'm, I'm conflicted, Pundit, right? Because one of my favourite ever memories at football, genuinely, mm. right... Is when Mark Hughes scored the, the equaliser against uh, um, Oldham in 1994, showing me age. I was at mm. Wembley and ended up with a bloody nose because this guy next to me hugged me that tight that my nose was all over my face. I didn't care. It was a last minute equaliser. I was buzzing. It's one of the best days I've ever had. But yeah. on the flip side to that, fast forward to 2011, I think it was it. Yeah, 11, fantastic. <laughs> and I. Uh, yeah, yeah, Tory bullied. Yes. And the, that, what, and the, the worst part about that is. I was working on the radio and I had to go and interview City fans after the game 
And because I'm Mancunian and they heard my voice, they all assumed I was a City fan, so they're all hugging me and going, isn't it great and all that? Maybe you should have put on that Southern accent that would have known then. Hey, Mike. I'm conflicted. Yeah, what what, what do you think about the semi being like the semis being at Wembley? I just can't, do you know, until you said it, it's never really, it's just happens now, isn't it? I've not really thought about it. I don't know if I thought it was an issue because, to be fair, the whole Villa thing in it, so it used to be at the, 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 the northern one tended to be at Villa Park or Old Trafford, but at, I suppose at that point, you guys were getting there quite a bit, so it was tended to be at Villa Park and stuff. Um, and yeah. since we've been starting getting there, it's always kind of been more, it's been Wembley. So I, I don't know. I think I actually, yeah, I don't know actually. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I think it should be a neutral ground. And I suppose, I don't know if I'm trying to work out would I prefer a trip to Newcastle for a semi final or a trip to, to Wembley? And I think you'd, you'd, you'd rather go Wembley, wouldn't you? Um, yeah. Even though that Wembley should probably be reserved for the prestige fixture. But I get the idea of one game a year or two games a year. Eh? I'm not surprised that it's, it's there, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, but I'm not going to sort out the um, the, the transport is shocking. Right, so man, do you know what I mean? Wembley at times, you know, when I've got when I've gone down to Wembley, like getting out of the ground, and when you've got to use, I know it's different if you're driving or the coach or whatever. But sometimes when I've had to get trains and stuff, it's just been horrendous. So I think sometimes you know they don't think about those things when they do it, and it's not too bad if you've got like you know Crystal Palace and Chelsea fans won't be bothered about that because mm. it's down the road for them. But I don't know if that's still the case because obviously you I think know, you're not bothered this year though. I I couldn't care less. Yeah. What what why what my you know it's not. I'm, I'm, I don't even know if I'm going to watch it on the telly, let alone. Nah, trust me. I know what you mean, but to be fair, like you say, uh, as, the question so the question also falls back: Is Wembley? Is Wembley? Sorry, is a semi-final a day out? That's a good question. Is it? I feel. I feel. I feel like for you know, no disrespect to Palace because when we, you know, not long ago they were in the was it 2016 we played them in the final. So they're not they're not strangers to Wembley, mm. but you feel like teams like Palace or if another team like you know, again they won it in the end. But when Wigan got to the semis and teams like that, it's a big day out for them. It's a big deal. But when you've got somewhere like City, about when it was like when it was United and you're there every season, you just feel a bit like why you know what's the point. I'm, I'm guessing for, for some of the, the other teams that don't get that trip out all the time, or the fans mainly, then yeah, it is a big deal, and the players as well. But don't you think, so the question was more about, don't you think in any competition, so forget the FA Cup, Yeah, there's a different feeling when the word semi comes into it than quarters? Mm, yeah, no, nah, that's a shout out, I do. I feel like with a semi, what? semi, I feel like, you know, this is it. A semi-final? Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's on. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna sidestep the smallness there. Man. This is it. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> that's none of your business. Yo. <laughs> yeah, your kinds of mad visions yeah, around there, yo. Uh, we don't need I any don't that filthiness. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yo, but listen, yeah. Semi-finals. Yeah, semi-finals yeah. are they are obviously they are a big deal to a certain extent. Do you know what I mean? Like would you, would you, know you prefer it, personally, Pundit, would you would you prefer it like 
let's say United gets to the semi-final FA Cup next season. Would yeah. you rather that was at Wembley yeah. or would you rather it was at Villa Park? Let's say we're playing, you know, I don't know, the Scousers or whatever. Do you know what? I think part of it's a bit, it's a bit, it kind of blags you emotionally, in it? Because you think, right, we're going to Wembley, but actually, we get beat. There's actually nothing at all being achieved in it. It was just a whole wasted day, whole wasted day out. The only thing worse like... than leaving Wembley after you've lost the final is leaving after you've lost right. the semi-final. Semi-final, right, bro. <laughs> like, you get what, me. what is this about? Yeah, you know exactly. Like... So, it's, so it's all mad, you know what I mean? But listen, moving on, yeah. Champions League, yeah. Prestige European competition. And obviously, City got through and they're, taking, they're, they're drawn against Atletico Madrid. What do you man make of that? I think it's an interesting game still. Do you know what I mean? I think it's a very interesting game because just because of the way it's, it's a contrasting, a total contrasting style of Simeone's football versus Pep's football. Chelsea yeah. taking on Madrid, Madrid, good game. Liverpool, Benfica, Bayern Munich versus Villarreal. How, who, who do you man see going through in that? I think let's, let's, you know, I don't want to be dismissive of teams because it, as I mentioned a few podcasts ago, the Champions League's thrown up some interesting winners. You don't have to be the best team in the competition to win it. So it doesn't mean that anyone who's in the quarters, I think, has got a shout. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. even like, mm. no respect, but even Benfica could win it. We've seen it with Porto in the past. I just feel like the strength in the, in the, the bigger teams, and it pains me to say it, but City and Liverpool in particular, I, I think it's between those two. I, I think Atletico, yes, they knocked us out. But it wasn't that it wasn't like a dominant Atletico team where I thought, oh, this is it, you know, they're, they're gonna go on and win it. I didn't. That's what annoyed me most about getting knocked out by them. I don't think we got yeah. knocked out by the winners. I think we got knocked out by a team that'll probably get knocked out now by City. So I think City yeah. can get past them. Definitely think the Scouts can get past Benfica. And, you know, you can look at some of the other big teams, Real Madrid and Bayern Bayern Munich, but they're not vintage teams for me. I know Bayern Munich could do well, but I still feel that I just feel like, maybe it is a bit of bias because I see more of them, that City and Liverpool are the two strongest teams in the competition. And I feel like they've got that squad and they've got that experience as well. That's one thing City have lacked. They haven't had Champions League experience in a final and they've got that now. And obviously Liverpool have won it and have been in the final with the Klopp. So I just feel like those two teams have got the edge, unfortunately. Yeah, to be honest, I think, I, I, I semi-agree. I feel like City will get through. I feel like Chelsea will deal with Madrid. Liverpool and Bayern Munich, which is a good when you think about it. It's a good, a good four teams there. Do you know what I mean? Top teams, obviously three of them from the Premier League. Your wave will hate that. Do you get me? Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? The power, the power, and the, um, and the class of the Premier League teams and that. Um, Mike, how do you see it? City versus Atletico. Yeah, this isn't an Atletico team of Atletico Madrid team of, of years gone by where you just you know was it. Golden and whoever it is he used to have at the back there and used to think, Jesus, you're not getting through this um, mm. at any point. Um, so they've got they've still got some dangerous attackers, but I am confident. Um, I am confident we can go through. It will be a tough game and that. And there, when I watched you guys over there, I felt you guys created a bit more over there, to be fair, than, than usual. Um, so yeah, the 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 away game is going to be the 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 going out there places. As it goes, he's going to be key in that. But yeah, I'm, I feel, I feel, I'm all right with it. I was all right with that, bro. I weren't thinking, nah, this is going to be a this is. So who was who was who was who was you scared of getting though? Well, scared of getting anyone, even this FA Cup draw. You know that we've got Liverpool. Uh, we're going to have to play in a minute, and I, I just yeah. they bring it on. Just... Do you think? Do you, do you feel, Mike? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Do you feel like you can do him in all the competitions, or do you feel like? 
there might be one where because you're close, it could be like maybe you do him in the Champions League, do, do you in the FA Cup, or do you feel like yeah, the you chance, know what? Uh, the you could do him. We're not going to clean sweep everything. The chances yeah. are we're not going to clean sweep everything, and it's one of those in it. I can't make obviously the FA Cup's bottom of that list and stuff like that, but mm. you, you, you just you, no matter which one you lose out on, the the, the scousers are going to meet that one. The bigger one, is that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no matter which one it is, isn't it. So uh, yeah. they've already turned the league cup into the biggest competition in the history of association football. Yeah, <laughs> when, we, when we play them, we're actually do all right. I think there's only once that one year where. I think we went to their place and in the first 20 minutes they obliterated but in, after that 20 minutes we ended up losing the game 4-3 in the end after that yeah. first 20 minutes we got the ball we dominated we, we tend to play quite well against Liverpool we just don't either take our chances or it's a mole piece of brilliance or whatever and I'm alright with that so I don't in a one-off game I don't think oh my god they're going to come and just tear us to bits and that because that rarely happens when we play Liverpool um, no, they tend to draw a lot, quite a lot in the last few years, or they've done us one or two times, especially at their place. But they have like blitz moments, but in the over the course of the ninety minutes, we tend to do all right. So, so yeah, uh, yeah. The, no, no one to answer your question, Pundit. No, no, I weren't scared about anyone. As, as uh, yeah, I weren't scared of meeting anyone. We're sitting in it now, so uh, we'll, we'll play anyone. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, United obviously got knocked out. What does that mean, Marty, um, for United? Because obviously they're sat in six at the moment in the Premier League. It won't go away. Trophyless again this season. Fans were a bit upset. Atletico they probably thought they could get through through that tie. It didn't happen. Like, what's going on, bro? I just and I, you know I don't want to, uh, I don't want to lay the, the the blame at Ralph Ragnick's door because he's inherited a mess. Do you know what I mean? It was a mess, and we know that because we had players upset and we weren't performing and Oli got sat for a reason. But it's just not working out the way that hoped. I think we have to be realistic. You know, we had a lot of easy fixtures in the league and I thought we'd be closer in the league than we are. We dropped too many silly points. You know, look at all them draws against Newcastle, against uh, Burnley, against Villa with two goals up, um, losing at home to Wolves as well. Watford, do you know what I mean? Like, these are fair enough. Okay, losing the City isn't great, but I can understand it. But when you're dropping points to all these lower lower teams, it's frustrating. And then, you, then you're getting knocked out of the cup against Middlesbrough at home, the FA Cup, obviously. And then now Atletico, and I've just mentioned there, I don't think that was a particularly strong Atletico team. It's a decent team. It's always going to be a difficult-to-beat team under Diego Simeone. But I'd expect us to beat them at Old Trafford when we're going into that game one one all after the first leg. So it just feels a little bit underwhelming. And I think, you know... Now, for me, top four's gone. I, I think Arsenal, the way they're playing, and I don't think United will take anywhere near the 27 points that are on the table. So, I just feel like it's not really worked out the way I hoped. And so, my only... Sorry, go on. Now, I was just going to say, just a question to Pundit. Do we not just think it's time to admit the PowerPoint presentation with the Gen, the Gen Gen press on it? <laughs> it's just working. The PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> when he brought it to the real world and that, you know, into the Premier League, you know... <laughs> Yeah. It just can't be translated yeah. from the text. Hey, you know, but you know what? You know what, Mike? Note, though. Got a serious note, though. Uh, Go on. You had, you've got this thing about you. You're, I know you've been quite 50 50 over Arteta, and yeah, you, you've always put him in that Lampard, Solskjaer bucket. And actually, mm. now Arteta is still the only one left, yeah, out of all mm. still managing. And I, the first question to you guys is. 
Have Arsenal in the last five years had a better team than Manchester United at any point? It's a good I, question, that. It's a good question. Answer, that's cool. So answer the question. So what do you think? What's your opinion? I'm guessing you're asking that because you're going to say no. United fans wouldn't say no. But do you think Arsenal... I, I think... I don't think... No, I, no, no, Moi, Moi, Moi. Yeah. This Mike's guy, I know exactly what path he's I going know, down. I know right? what he's getting at. I know what, what he's going to say. Yeah, go what he's going to say, he's going to ask... He's going to ask the United fans, yeah? Have yeah. we had a better team than that? Then he's going to ask us, how is it that Arteta's yeah. won trophies and yeah. United have you know, get me? This guy that come with his PowerPoint presentation, the only notes listen, that Mike makes for this podcast, right? He writes down on a piece of paper before we start. Yeah, but listen, <laughs> but Mike, check it, yeah? Right? you got to understand that. See, when Ralph come in with his thing, yeah, do you know what? We did think Gen Gen Pressing was going to be a thing, but you can only do that with number one, certain players, and number two, when you've got time to implement it. And there's two things that Ralph hasn't had. Time to implement it because it come in, in December. That, what a game every three days. There was hardly any training going on. Then there was COVID and all of that malarkey. And then obviously the players that he's got are just not them type of players, bro. You get me? So I, you I have to have... in the same time period though. Say that I again. I'd say I won a, a trophy in that same time period. Of what? He won the FA Cup when he came in halfway through the season. He went on and won the FA Cup. What are That's you? A cup. Yeah, 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 but, yeah but... Man, don't start getting snobbery around here when you're not collecting silverware, you know. Yeah, I check so, it. Yeah, but hold on. No, go on then. Go on then, Mike. What's what's your what's your point then with that? Uh, my, no, no, I'm, just, I'm just saying there's always a job. lot of blame at you guys. Not yeah, but I put you two in this bracket as well. Most United yeah. fans I speak to always solely leave the blame at the this player's not good enough. Luke Shaw's had a shocker. Hamasaka, McFred in midfield. There's always that list and that. And I've always said, well, actually, the person driving that is key for that mm-hmm. work in it. And Oli got a free ride for a long period. You know, um, this guy's coming and that. I, I, I love his interviews. You hear what he said? And I'm sat here scratching my chin thinking, yeah, but what's he training the lads? You know, what's I just feel like, I feel like, like for me, the, the, you know, I, I sound like a broken record when I say this. Well, it's true, in my opinion of it anyway, it's just the structure at United has always been confusing. Nothing makes much sense. The sort of the plan, whatever it is, doesn't make much sense. You brought in a manager there, yeah, and as Pundit was saying there about the game and press, it takes a while to implement and it's it's not something that's going to happen overnight. So why bring him in as an interim manager to, to do that? If that's not going to, if it's going to take a while, it just seems a bit confusing. My hope with, with Ragnit when he came in, I wasn't that excited of him as a manager because I didn't know anything about him as a manager. My hope was that he would have some influence in the structure when he moves into this consultancy role. Because my big problem with United isn't the managers that keep coming and going. Obviously, that's a part of it. But it's just this lack of structure. And I've said it a million times. No, hang on a minute. Just on, on that point. Were you yeah. happy with Moyes? Were you happy with um, Oli? No, I mean, right? There's been times, right? Like when, when Josie and his first... When we got Josie, I was happy with that appointment, yeah? Because, yeah, yeah, I get that. Like Moyes, I'll be honest with you, Moyes was my seventh choice when I was asked at the time for United manager. He was I think my I, choice? Uh, seventh, and I was, you know, I, I went. You were, he were on my list at all. No, 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 that's it. Like, you know, and that's being generous. There was, there was yeah. literally six, six other managers that I would have had in, in his place. But I do what any United fan does, or what any football fan tends to do. You get behind the manager at first, especially when you know Fergie's saying you get behind him. You're reigning champions and all that. But then the football was terrible. The results were awful, and he looked. And his interviews and, and the comments he came out with were quite frankly, you know. Disgusting. Yeah, you know what. 
you know what? Yeah, the truth of Man United, yeah, is they're a yeah. very, very, very tapped football club. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. United are like that pretty girl in it that's dressed up nice and she looks good. She's prestige and she looks fleeky and she looks on point and all that. But she's mad in her head. Do you get me? <laughs> that's what United are like, bro. Trust me, because you see it. Yeah, he employed Moyes. Yeah, then he yeah. employed LVG. With, with, with his Dutch philosophy, good manager, but old school. Then they went and got Jose, who was the complete opposite of what kind of Man United is. Do you understand yeah. me? Then they went and got, gave Oli the keys. They gave him the keys, you know, and 400 million pounds. And he's got no eliteness on his CV. Then they've gone and hired a manager that hasn't managed a football team for a long time to come in as interim. That is tapped. Do you get me? Like, when you think about it, for a, a big club like Manchester, Manchester United, you know, it's not even that. It's the timing and the, the, the reasoning behind these decisions. Bringing in David Moyes and giving him a six-year contract was, was nonsensical. <laughs> Louis van Gaal, you sack him the day after he wins the, the FA Cup, which is just, you know, where's the thinking there? Then you give Oli, like, you give Oli the permanent manager's job, right? The week after, we've been knocked out of the FA Cup and been knocked out of the top four by losing to Arsenal. Then you make his uh, job permanent. And after that, he loses 12 of the next 15 games. Like, where is the logic? There's no structure. There's, I look at City, right? And Mike, uh, Mike was saying this the other week. If Pep goes, he's confident they'll keep winning. And it pains me to say I can agree with him because you won under Mancini, you won under Pellegrini. From what I uh, what I was seeing at, at City when I used to cover them as a reporter, players were getting brought in knowing that Pep was going to be there before he got there. Like, this player's going to fit Pep Guardiola because we're getting Pep Guardiola. And lo and behold, you get him. And he's got his De Bruyne's and his Sterling's or whoever. Liverpool are bringing in and targeting players because they know they're going to have Klopp and they know these players are going to fit with United. We're bringing a manager and then we go to the manager, okay, who do you want? And he, you know, you just mentioned there, Oli spends 400 million quid. And the next manager is going to come in and go, don't fancy Maguire, don't fancy Wan-Bissaka, don't fancy whoever, and start shipping out the players that Oli bought. There's no structure, there's no plan. And that is the fundamental flaw at United. It's not Ralph Ragnick, it's not Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, it's not Jose Mourinho or Louis van Gaal. It's the people making these decisions who appoint these, man- appoint these managers with no plan in place. Yeah, well, I tell you what was a bit mad the other day. Um, seen the video? Do you man see that video of, of Rashford and that like during the week? Yeah, with the, oh, with, the with the yeah with the fan um, giving giving out a bit, a bit of abuse and obviously Rashford, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like addressed it type of thing and. I don't know, man. Player reaction. The pressure's high at the moment around Manchester United. You get me? It's toxic. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's going on round, 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 round the back of Old Trafford. You get me? So, what, what did I don't you make know. That what did you think of that, of, of people waiting I, for Marcus to uh, give him a bit of abuse and that? Well, to be honest, what I do know is that that abuse was going on before that, that, that point in that video where you see Marcus walking up to the security guard to go and address the fan. The abuse was going on before that and it, it continued, in it? So obviously Marcus must have got to a point where he's thought, right, you know what, you've had enough of it, whoever's shouting that or whatever, boom, 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 and yeah. went to try and address it. Now, obviously, in in a perfect world, you don't need to you don't need to do that. You get me, you're gonna get abuse. That's just part of the, the, the game, innit? You get me, don't matter who it is from your own fans, opposition fans. But obviously he did what he did, and it was caught on camera as as everything is these days, you know what I'm saying? And then it blew up. Do you know what I mean? And then after that. Um, obviously, there was there was an, a, like an apology written. Obviously, he didn't actually say sorry, but he was trying to justify his actions. You get me? But yeah, I just thought it was all a bit. I thought it was all a bit funky. You know what I mean? Like obviously, people. <laughs> and like, people you made me laugh. You made me laugh with your tweet. I think you put like he's from Withenshaw or something. He's not just. Gonna <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and then women show genetics kicked in, mate. You get <laughs> me? Nah, that was a fight. I'm not a fight. A fan. You get me? That's <laughs> he was on. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't that. know. Like, what, 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 what did you see? Make of it? I, I, I mean, I'm not into these explainer posts and, and apology posts on social media from players. I don't think they serve any purpose. I'm sick of seeing him after a game or after an incident or whatever. Just don't bother, man. It's just you don't need to do that. It doesn't help anyone. And also, I haven't got a problem with Marcus Rashford reacting personally. I, I find it a bit odd to stay behind the ground after we've just been knocked out of the Champions League to berate players. Each to their own. I get it. Mm. Every fan's different. But I can't think of anything I'd rather do less than stay after that game, wait for an hour and a half, whatever it is, and then shout abuse to my own players. It just doesn't make any sense to me, to be honest with you. And I, and I don't blame players getting annoyed and getting, you know... I think if you're going to shout abuse at anyone in any form of life, you've got to be prepared for that person to come back to you. And Marcus did that, and I ain't really got an issue with it, to be honest with you. Yes, it's not great because it's a United player and it's on camera and it's all the rest of it, but... Yeah, you know what? If you're going to stay behind and give it to players, then don't be surprised if they react. And like he said, one thing he said in his thing that I think, you know, I'm only human or whatever he is. He's not a machine and people are going to react. So Yeah, but you don't have to... Go on, go on Mike. No, nah, no, nah, my, my, my take on it is... Um, so, again, I don't... I, 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 I just seen the video already. How, what was the level of abuse? Was it Was it just his performance? Well, I, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. What I, don't saying, even know I, suppose my, I suppose my thing is... He's not. He's not gonna. Um, he's. He's not gonna react like that to every time someone gives him abuse in it. So I don't know what happened that day where he thought today's the day. I'm looking to switch. Um. Mm. So, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I just. I just. I don't know. I, I feel like Marcus Rashford's in a place at the minute. Um. And he needs to get out of that place because I don't think reacting to fans calling you out and all that's gonna help him. And I know he, he, he's. He comes out and apologizes for a lot of his behaviors and antics and all that, and he's just gonna have to keep apologizing if he's not gonna stick to um, the whole "I'm here trying to do the right thing" kind of. Image. Do you know, do you, like you say that though, Mike's right. Like his, his behavior, his antics, and all that. But he, some of the things he's apologized for, like he's not a guy that's going out there causing havoc on his day off. Do you know what I mean? Like he's had to apologize recently for having a photo with Wiley. Now, I understand that. Do you know what I mean? But now he's had to apologise for reacting to a fan. This isn't a bad guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, this isn't a guy, Marcus Rashford, who's going out and snapping jaws and getting levied on his day off. He's a guy that's, you know, uh, you know got an MBE. Yeah, but why do, you, why, do you, why do you understand why he had to apologise for Wiley? No, I, I understand, like, he felt like, I've got to say something because there's been this reaction about the anti-Semitism and people are trying to paint me as someone who doesn't care about that, and I do. So I understand why he, rea- why he did that. But as I said earlier, I wouldn't do apology posts. I'm, you know, I'm sick of the sight of them. I just understand why he felt he had to do that because he was getting a lot of, you know, reaction from a lot of people. I personally, I personally, yeah, I I personally. I'm not not saying I would have done that. I'm just saying I understand why he felt the need to do that after all the grief he was getting. My point is, I don't think he's doing much wrong. I don't think he is a bad. Well, that's what. Well, that's the point, isn't it? Like, so he he really true. I don't think he's had to apologize. I don't think he should apologize for anything that he's done on a real top because. Yeah, because because because, like you've just said, like you've just said, he's not done anything wrong, innit? Like, so it is what it is. Look, John Terry took a picture the other day with Roman Abramovich. I ain't seen no apology. Well, you're not. Do you understand me? You're not going to right. So, 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 he's judged. I think harshly a lot of the time. Like he is. I think there's always been this thing with Marcus Rashford, right? You knew it. I think we all knew it. As soon as he made the government do a U-turn twice, 
People are going to be gunning for him. And they were. As soon as he missed that penalty, you saw Tory MPs tweeting about it and commenting about it. You don't have watched football in the life. There's a lot of people out there that want to see Marcus Rashford fail, that want to jump on anything he does, that want to try and dig him out for certain things. And he's, he's, he's getting more scrutiny, I think, than any other player. I think it's, someone was saying the other day, he gets more abuse and more scrutiny than any other player in the world in terms of social media and stuff. So I feel like he has got it on him. And I don't think he does have to do these posts and, or get his team to do these posts. I don't. I just feel like he might feel like, oh, this is oh, what I've got to do I'm now. Hang on a sec. That's an interesting point you've just made. So he's took on the government in it. Yeah. And, and that was a conscious decision by him and his team in it. Like, we're going to take on the government around child poverty now. You can argue the pros and cons for that left, right and centre as much as you want. Um, but at the end of the day, he put himself forward to take that on and challenge the government on something. So the government now are going to use that as, right, OK, we've got someone here that's in a position of influence there that's out there making noise around something that they're passionate about. So when they're discussing those issues or anything like that, he's going to be a point of reference because he resonates with a lot of people in it. So if he then goes and does something that, how can I put it, that isn't politically correct now because he's entered the political environment, they're going to they're gonna challenge him on that. And mm. I feel what he's done is he's tried to keep up with the Joneses in terms of that. So it's when they challenge him on his political correctness, he's tried to like, yeah, no, 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 I am correct. Whereas it's what Pundit yeah. said, if he just went, yeah, yeah, I still think he should be feeding the youths them out there. But yeah, I took out a picture with a guy that I used to be yeah. So what? And when yeah, that, no, that I, I, hear, then, I hear you. Then he probably went for less, less, um, less abuse. Uh, to be fair, I don't know the kid in that, but he comes across as a good guy in that, personally. Mm. And that, I can see, and a lot of the stuff he does, he, I can, he looks like he means well, which is all positive and that. But the, as you know, yeah. you can't please everyone. And the moment you start trying to please, People that probably don't respect you anyway, you're going down a slippery road, isn't it? Yeah, you know what it is as well. Is like obviously, when you become like when you get MBEs and stuff like that, you start accepting them type of things, yeah. You got to start living up to a certain how can I put a certain standard in it and certain behaviors. So, therefore, what happens is now he's now starting to apologize for behaviors of, of a normal human being, isn't it? Now, when you start justifying yourself for reacting because someone abused you, that you're going down a road, a, a road where you start apologising for standing, taking, a, taking a picture with somebody. Yeah, you're going down a road of right, any little thing that's perceived, not even by yourself, you know, perceived by others to be wrong. Yeah, you're going to be out here having to apologise and all that. Nah, I don't nah, agree I with all right. that. I think, I think you know you're right. And this is what I was trying to sort of say before. I feel like now he's got to that point where he feels he has to put on this, not say put on this act, but act a certain way and justify certain things where he's like, oh, now no, I'm no longer Marcus Rashford, the football. Now I'm Marcus Rashford, this this guy that's doing all these things. But I have to explain myself. And I just think he needs to just sack all that off. Like, just get on with it, man. He's not in a good place football-wise. He's, you know, he's something not right there. Physically, he, he looks like he should be okay physically. He's had his operation and, you know, he's 24 years old. You think he'd be uh, sort of going towards the peak of his powers, not quite there yet. But he just looks like he's lost a lot of confidence whatever's going on. And I just want to see Marcus Rashford just getting back to the Marcus Rashford that we saw banging in goals and assists over the last few seasons. Well, it's, well, it's a big, yeah, it's a big summer. Been, it's woeful. And it's yeah, it's a big summer coming up, man. 
with the new manager and that. The new manager is going to make or break Marcus Rashford at Manchester United. The, the new manager is either going to look at him and say, listen, kid, I believe in you. This is what I want from you. Don't worry. I'm going to get you confidence. But he's going to, re- he's going to have to rebuild Marcus mentally and physically. Or he's going to break Marcus and Marcus is going to be in the same position that he's in now where he's finding himself not starting games and he's going to yeah. be on the bench. Then decisions are going to have to be made. But decisions are going to have to be made about stadium, the Old Trafford Stadium. Because right. obviously, over the past week, there's been plans. And United have released plans saying that they're having meetings, whatever, whether to develop it, bulldoze it, or basically have a phase build where they're able to still play there, but they're kind of like building there as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, what's your views on that? Personally, I if if, if they can do it, I'd bulldoze the whole thing, me, and just build a new one. Do you get me? Wasn't <laughs> it? Where were you the other day, man? I needed you. I was oh, having I should have shouted, shouted you, bro. I wish I had it done because I completely agree with what you've just said. Yeah. But I was having this argument on the channel and, and, and Steve was like, and a couple of others were like, no, you can't bulldoze Old Trafford. The history, the traditions and all this other stuff, that comes with you to your new stadium. That's not, you're not losing any of that. You know what I mean? Manchester United will always be Manchester United wherever we play. And the f- fact of the matter is, we've been redeveloping and rebuilding this stadium since World War II. Right, it is not fit for purpose anymore. It's not just a case of putting a lick of paint and a bit of revamping and all this other stuff. It's not you go to other stadiums, you go to modern stadiums, and you can feel and tell the difference in there. And Old Trafford's just not like that. It's crazy, it um, crumbling. Go on. still got the um, I've not because I, I believe not many moons ago, I went in an exec box there, and they had that old oh, wow. sticky red. Pub carpet, is that all still down there? You've been in an exec box more than I have at Old Trafford. No, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got a clue what carpet you've got in the exact Hey, box. but you know what, buddy? Yeah, so check the joke now, right? People talk about Old Trafford, this and that, and Man United and heritage and history. Listen, yeah, United didn't even start in Old Trafford, it started in North Manchester, Newton Heath. Do you understand yeah. me? In the 1800s or whatever it was. So how people have this kind of oh nah we can't we can't do this and we can't do that. Listen, clean move to the other side of the city and you're still supporting the same team. It had a clean different name, it had a clean different colour kit. Do you understand me? So over the over the history, yeah, man are in the stadium with green and gold, you know, but yet the club the club's wearing red. But man don't like change. Do you understand me? So there's a lot of things that people have got to think about, do you know what I mean? When we were going on on then about the, the big clubs that are in the Champions League, one of the clubs that popped up was Bayern Munich. Do you, do you honestly think that Bayern Munich aren't Bayern Munich anymore because they moved to the Allianz Arena? No. Yeah. Well, 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 check it. Mike's, well, we've got a guy here. Mike's, you lot, City, the Blues moved from Main Road to the Etihad. Do you feel like anything was lost? No, no, not, not at all. Um, I, I, when, when I heard that we were going to the Etihad, I just thought, yeah, it looks nice. Speech, I just thought, yeah, it made sense. I, I'll be honest with you, I, I didn't... I, obviously, I like Moon Road, the walk up, um, Claremont Road, my side and that, just to the ground. It was all nice and easy, but to be fair, like someone was going to this, the new gaffer and all that, it was just modern. You get me? All, all the things that, that you guys described about what comes with, with, with um, a new stadium. So I didn't really feel like I was doing anything. Like, to be honest with you, I was sick of... When they redone the Kipats and it became that, um, the seating area. I just thought the four odd-looking stands looked weird to me. Anyway, in that ground, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. it was kind of a disjointed ground, wasn't it? And then they put those corners in and stuff. So 
nah, no complaints for me. I don't mind me at he had me, to be fair. But yeah. And uh, to be fair, I think the, the best atmosphere in that ground, because I know people use a bit of atmosphere, and I, I'll admit, I think the atmosphere has gone a bit. But actually, that first year in there, I thought we, the atmosphere was pretty good. It's since then, um, I think the atmosphere has kind of dipped a bit. But I think that's with modern with grounds up and down the country, not just modern grounds. I think football in general has lost a bit of its rawness. And I don't think that's anything to do with grounds. I just think it's because the world's becoming a bit more PC. Yeah. Well, well, this is the thing. Obviously, United are gonna have to, they're gonna have to do summer in it because, like you said, Marty, like the stadium, it, it, do you know what I mean? It's just not up, 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 up to scratch. The thing it's is, though, it's embarrassing. Yeah. You, know, like, you go to other stadiums and you, you look at them and you think, we, you know, one thing we always see on this on this podcast and we always sort of go back and forth. United, are, you know, one of the biggest clubs in the world. We've got aspirations of this and we've got, oh, we know, we claim this and we say that. When do we ever act like that? Never. And you know what I mean? Now's a chance to start doing that with the stadium. I don't I don't know. It sounds like it might be a bit of glazer PR stuff anyway. But if it yeah. was on the table, I'd take it, me. I really would. Yeah. Do you know what? The glazers would probably do the cheapest, the cheapest option in it. <laughs> Whatever the cheapest option is, yo, they they need to go and get some Dulux paint and all that to sort it out. Fix 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 the roof with some polyfiller and all that. Yeah. They'll they'll go out and, and do wrong. that rather than bulldoze the thing, do you know what I mean? But it's what it's but like you said, in it when you look around, you see Madrid modernizing theirs, and do you know what I mean? If Barcelona are going to be doing theirs, yeah, UV well, you know I mean? moved stadiums, didn't they? About 10 years gone, wherever it was, from the Stade Alpe to their new stadium. You know, Juventus are one of the, 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 the most historical clubs well, ever, and yeah. But here's the question, Marty, though, know, if if United were to bulldoze the stadium, yeah, yeah. that might mean yeah. a share ground at the Etihad, you know, that's that's I mean, what it might what? mean, you know. What's, what's what's happening with Bolton's ground at the minute? They, they... <laughs> but Wigan. <laughs> to be fair, I, I, I'll tell you what, I think to be fair, if you went back to your roots and you and Ethan shared with FC United, you managed to see the ticket holders would just be able to fit. Yes. <laughs> 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 put the cockneys off. You might be all right in there, Philip. I'll say United would be all for that. They'd love that. They'd love that. Idea. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I'm not a fan of FC United. What? It sounds like you're not a fan of FC United. No, I mean, I mean, can you imagine if the Glazers said to FC United, can we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give us a favour? <laughs> nah, for real, that would be a madness, you know what I mean? That definitely would be, you know what I mean? But yeah, no, nah, it's, it's one of those things, in it? Like you said, in it might just be a little bit of United PR type of thing. Yeah. Or they might be trying to get serious once and for all, do you know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, just quickly before we dip off, though, England selection, was you was you was you was you happy with it? Was you not happy with it personally? Rash and Sancho not beating there didn't surprise me. Rash not been informed. Sancho's probably been informed. What four weeks out of seven months? I think, I think you, you said know? that. You you said it again on a tweet. I keep referencing your tweets because I get into this habit sometimes where I'm just constantly liking your tweets. I have to stop myself sometimes. It looks a bit obsessive. Yeah. Yeah, I see now. I've not, I've, you know what? I, just on his tweets, I, I did stay his derby one around. I'm only speaking to all you city fans at five o'clock and that. And I, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. This is a couldn't find it. That's a schoolboy one, that bro. Come yeah, on, it was you know, a schoolboy you know one. Hey, you know what, though, Marty? Yeah, no better than it was that. Da- yeah, it was derby day, though, man. My yeah, feelings right, overtook right, me, emotions overtook me. We've all done that Bro, I've, yeah. I've closed down my account after Derby Day, so don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, though? You're right. I think the Sancho one, I think there's a lot of sort of 
as a United fan, you look at it, it's been a bright spark for last month or whatever, and you think, why is he not in the squad? But I kind of understand it. Rashford, I definitely understand. And to be honest with you, I don't mind it. I'm not that bothered about when get picked for England. Sometimes it does more harm than good. I just want Sancho, what I, keep, I want him to keep his consistency up for United that he's had over the last six weeks, whatever it's been. And for Marcus Rashford, I want to get him to get back to his best. And I don't know if going away with England and that sort of scrutiny are doing do him any favours, to be honest with you. So I'm not really fussed. I look at it and I go, you know, people are losing their minds because Harry Maguire's in the squad. But that doesn't even surprise me because he's one of Southgate's main players. So yeah, England, the England squad, I'm, I can sort of take it or leave it. To be honest with you, but I'm not, I'm not yeah. that fussed. Yeah, Mike's. What do you, what are you reckon about no Kyle Walker? Um, I think, I think, I, to be honest with you, I think South beats him trying to freeze him out for a while. Isn't it? I think Kyle Walker's been part of that um, old guy. But what, what, what South beats realizes he can't, he can't just lose him like that because he actually does bring quite a bit of versatility and experience to the squad. Um, mm. So I just think, yeah, I think the excuse he's giving him is he wants to look at other guys for now, but he's done it before. And I have no doubt if the season pans out as it's panning out now, he'll be back in, uh, in and around. It's weird though, because people are talking about World Cup. We've got a summer to get through and then a first couple of months of a season. So World Cup spots could easily change. Someone could burst onto it the first eight weeks of the season and then can't get left out. So, um, so yeah. All of Carlos mm. talking about getting left out now and worried about a World Cup. I don't think this is a time to panic. I think it's the next squad after this one that where you start thinking actually is my is my World Cup squad um, place in Japan. Nah, yeah, yeah. Big up him, Conor Gallagher though. Do you know what I mean? He's done. He made his low move work and that finds himself in England. squad. he's doing his thing there at Palace. Chelsea player on loan and Guhi as well. I can't even say his name properly, so I don't even know if I said it right. But Crystal Palace centre back, he's a new face as well. So yeah, like like you said, in it the World Cup this year and that but there's a lot lots can happen between now and then do you know what I mean um, so it is what it is but yeah England matches coming up Switzerland Ivory Coast and that but um, yeah man it is what it is business end of the season as I've said do you know what I mean and it's uh, and it's and it's the end of the podcast for this week do you know what I mean so people um, you know what time it is isn't it? it's three points in the gaff and you know we're here every week you know the scripts Spotify Google Apple and all that, do you know what I mean? So like, like I tell you every week, do you know what I mean? Big yourselves up for tuning in and share it as much as you can and that, do you know what I mean? Tell your friends and all them things there, you get me? So yeah, get the rhythms rolling, do you know what I mean? A little vibes and that before we sign off for the international break because we need some sort of liveliness because we prefer the Premier League. But you know what, it is what it is. It's World Cup here, do you know what I mean? So we're going to bounce until next time, innit, yeah? People, we're gone. Podcast Network.